what is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special edition of Hello, How Are You Today? Uh, this one is special to me for many reasons in the sense that uh, I've been wanting to um, have him on the podcast ever, since I ever started, and it's, uh, there was no like, kind of reason for me to bug him, uh, but there is a reason now, and that's that why I have uh, my old uh, wrestling trainer, Jesse Scott, aka JT Player, aka Tiberius King, the king of bling, Tiberius King. Uh, and he's coming back and wrestling his uh, first, oh, not first match in a while, but uh, certainly a very big, much on a bigger scale match um, this Saturday at uh, Resolution in uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario. That would be October 30th. Um, and uh, we talk about his preparation for getting back into wrestling, wrestling psychology, his career, uh, having a kids, um, marriage, all this great stuff. Uh, he. Listen, uh, I was very young when I got to um, train with Jesse. Um, it is some of the best uh, experiences and memories of my life. And uh, he's a great dude, a great wrestling mind. And uh, it's just, uh, it's fun to, you know, have these conversations with the old friends, with the old uh, partners, with the people that you respect. And uh, although like I didn't start training with him, I actually was just started training with uh, Chris Thorne who is running CWF, who is running the show uh, that Jesse's be on. But most of my knowledge from wrestling um, in ring style comes from Jesse's uh, tutoring. So uh, I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. And I'm hoping that you guys are very excited to hear the podcast. It's a great listen about uh, uh, the struggles of life and, uh, you know, just, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I'm just excited to have him on the podcast. So let's get to it. Here is uh, my uh, old trainer, uh, Jesse Scott, a.k.a. The King of Ling, Tiberius King. How are, you, are you? Are you psyched? You're you're doing it. You're doing it again. I'm ready to go. <laughs> are you training at Thorns to get ready to back into <clears throat> bumping shape? No, I um actually I did two matches um for Tornado. Um, he kind of does them a little bit low key Well, these ones, unfortunately more low key. So, uh, we did those last week or two weeks ago. So first time in two years. So two years. Oh man. I thought I'd been longer. No, no. Yeah. Probably of the last, well, I mean, COVID time kind of erases two years of your life. Yeah. But I was probably wrestling about three times a year, maybe Okay. Uh, for, for the last six years maybe five and so will this be the show that you have coming up will this be the first time your kids see russell or yeah oh so that's exciting uh, yeah I, I don't tell them i wrestle because i don't want them to be wrestlers so <laughs> I, so all right we'll get into it I, uh, welcome to the podcast i'm here hello. with tiberius king jesse scott hello how are you today uh let's get into it because like you don't want your kids to wrestle like it's fascinating because you trained me originally and like you 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 hate wrestling but you still wrestle yeah <laughs> well you know you, you can hate heroin but you're still gonna do it <laughs> so i don't know man i don't know where to start because i mean you had such a you've had such a long career and like you are one of the truly one of the most respected people in Ontario professional wrestling. Like I listened to that podcast you did with uh hacker Scotty O'Shea and like, you were kind of like brushing off, but like the influence that you have and the respect that you have for Neo wrestling and with all the younger wrestlers in general is astronomical. Like, how does that, like, do you try, I know you're trying to be humble and everything, but do you realize the importance that Neo was to independent wrestling in Ontario? Um, I mean, you know, the early, early stages. Yeah, for sure. I think it, we influence a lot of people, but you know, I feel like the further away we get, it's like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really, uh, talk to any, a lot of wrestlers out there now, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm like removed from the scene, so I'm not too sure, but, uh, you know, it definitely, it's definitely pretty cool if we are still an influence or have influenced people. I mean, you know, but, uh, yeah. And and speaking of that, I mean, like, you've been wrestling for now over, is it over 20 years now? Yeah, I think it would be 21. But, you know, I will put a caveat and say, like, at least six of those years I was on the shelf with injuries and, you know, a couple surgeries and stuff like that. So, but, I mean, that's part of the game, isn't it? Though, right. Like, those yeah. will still count because you got to still rehab, you still recover. And let's be honest, like, you're probably, like most people, 
uh, still trying to wrestle through those injuries. <laughs> I'll be not yeah. the smartest decision, but still doing it. <laughs> no, like, you know, <clears throat> I had, um, when I had my ACL done, uh, it was good. I was back. All right. Feeling good. And then I wrestle again. And then I, you know, I did, a, uh, I was wrestling Nick, uh, sin and it was too far out and I did a springboard. Um, and I, in hindsight, I should have, I tried to protect him because he was so far away. And then I landed and blew my knee out again. And so I'm, you know, I'm still living with that one. And then, you know, with the Canadian healthcare system, which is extraordinarily slow and you factor in two years of COVID. So I'm like, you know, three years removed from blowing it again. And, uh, you know, I need to get it done. And so, you know, sometimes I'll be walking and I'll like virtually fall. So, but no, uh, oh it is what it is. yeah, so got to get that done. And, and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now, so I doubt there'll be a major like a major push to get anywhere. Trust me. I don't want to get anywhere, but um, yeah. Yeah. Injuries. So obviously you, you, you said that you don't want to go anywhere and, and it's with wrestling, but um, like you still do it because of the love of it, because the art form of it, like kind of speaks to that in terms of like, like the, the being in front of the crowd and like being able to tell a story through a wrestling match is such a unique experience that i don't think a lot of people truly understand about professional wrestling yeah so you know a couple of things like when when you're in it and you're in the match and you're having a good match and you you know get loosened up and, and everything's going according to plan or, or or no plan and you're just playing it and it's great um you know it's just a lot of fun and you know people are getting behind it and uh it is a lot of fun um you know but a major part for me is uh probably the camaraderie um you know of the guys like that's for me that's the most fun because a lot of these guys in, in wrestling you know i've known for so many years but you don't see these guys unless you wrestle um so that's really you know to be 100 honest why i still do it is to is to see some of the friends that i made over x amount of years and go out after and have fun and kind of you know be those old old decrepit guys uh, reliving the glory days talking about went back when we were young and stuff like that so how often do you guys like how often is the story of you guys sharing old stories or how often is the stories now like oh my kids are doing this now or my <laughs> yeah oh it's definitely a mix for sure like you know kids definitely you know play the, the major role in my life now right so uh you know everything this was supposed to be yesterday and earlier but kids kind of do coming in derailing everything right so yeah and i see that you got cats as well which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My cat, she's right now, my wife and I are like, we're, we're just waiting to try and get a home so then we can have a kid. It's, Ooh, a, it's a whole thing. All I'll whole. say is, yeah, it's a whole thing, especially in the today's market, trying to get a house, right? It's, it's yeah. insane. I couldn't imagine, you know, like we were lucky we got our place. Um, when did we get our place? Six years ago uh, here in Welland. And we thought, holy, this is expensive. And where, you know, it's, it's almost tripled in value now. But it, you know, then the thought is, oh, yeah, well, we should get a new house. It's like, where do you go? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I've got this value, but then, you know, you have to get into a, well, like an outrageous $1.2 million home, which isn't a $1.2 million home in my mind, because you're not getting the amount of property. And it's, it's just, yeah. We, it's, it's we, we went to like two open houses yesterday, like literally yesterday. And one was like a detached home, like a three bedroom. And that was like $549,000, not bad value um, for what it is. And then we went to one that was like a townhouse that was 379. And it was like, it's, <laughs> and it's like the, each landlord was like, yeah, no, these are extra, like a hundred thousand dollars over what they get. And they're going to get offers that are 50, oh, yeah. 60 un, over the asking price. And I'm, I looked at my, I'm like, so we're we're fucked. <laughs> we're screwed. Yeah. yeah. How do you compete? How do you compete? The only the only thing to do is just to jump in and then kind of bat in the hatches, you know. I don't know, man. It's like this is a whole adult thing, but like it's just gonna be one of those things where like we have to kind of like plan it like RSPs, make sure credit's good, and then just like honestly asking probably the parents for like, hey, could you just buy us like fifty thousand dollars or hey, some man. shit? Yeah. yeah you gotta do what you gotta do in today's day and age for sure uh, i mean it like uh the one uh broker we were talking to or yesterday was like oh yeah a lot of these people are like are from toronto and they buy it and they rent it and like th that 
that really should be illegal, I think, at this point. Like, they're taking homes away from people that actually could use them as homes. It is ridiculous. It's crazy. You know, in a couple of years, no one's going to be able to, you know, uh, the average person won't be able to get in, right? Really? Yeah, and- everyone, everyone will be renting. Renting's evil. Yeah. You can buy a place, get a place. So do whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Get on the street, start working nights, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not in great enough shape for that for that work, right. and I need I need layers. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, when, when did you start wrestling? Because you were you've been to, did you ever you never worked an ECW show? You just got to do some backstage stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, the first day I ever trained, I guess trained in wrestling would have been like, oh, I think my video died. Uh oh. It's all right. It's an audio podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Here I'm like looking at myself. Oh, I didn't know it was audio. I'm wearing these. Well, it's audio and video. I have the, I put the video on as well, but like most people listen okay. to it, right? So can, it's either can you can you see me? Am I moving on your screen? I'm not moving on. No, my you're you're completely frozen. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, oh, you can still hear me. Technical difficulties. Yeah, you'll um, get back. The screen the screen will come back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So the first time I. Uh, I really trained, I think it was like 1998 or 1997, as crazy as that sounds. So I was pretty young. Um, you know, I grew up in Fort Erie and the all-nighters um, uh, were from Fort Erie. And I knew them uh, through a childhood friend of mine. Their, uh, um, you know, their friend group used to come and hang out with uh, my buddy's sister. And, uh, and you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan and they're, they're huge wrestling fans. And they're like, oh yeah, we're wrestling now. And so I got them to take me to uh, their, their school that they're going to. They actually trained with the hearts originally, but um, they took me to a school called in the, uh, can't even remember where it was, uh, RWA, uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, and uh, Sexy Baby Jamie Jackson at the time was teaching the class. That's a name. That is a hell of a name. Yeah, yeah. So Sexy Baby Jamie Jackson was there. Um, Gord Reese was there. I think Dane Jarris. Um, and of course, the, these guys. So they took me up and then... Um, uh, yeah, and so uh, I, I trained a little bit there, like only for like, I think I went twice because I, I couldn't drive. That's how young I was. And these guys would pick me up, right? But they were kind of douchebags. And every once in a while, they just wouldn't pick me up. Fuck you, Pat. And, uh, you know, fuck you, Joey. I still love the guys, but fuck them. <laughs> and um, you, you could bleep that out, I'm sure. <laughs> no. He's like, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. I just don't want to. <laughs> oh, okay. And so, you know, there's times when I would be like, okay, yeah, we're going. Yeah, yeah, we'll pick you up. But then, like, his girlfriend, Joey's girlfriend, we went, went on a go. And then uh, there would be no space in the car. So they, instead of telling me, I would just sit on my porch for about two hours until, like, the sun went down and then just go inside. Is that try myself to sleep? Does, is that part of, like, that old school mentality of, like, uh, ribbing and paying one's dues for wrestling or no i just think pat and joey at the time were genuine jerks <laughs> <laughs> so there you go <laughs> okay because yeah. like because like, like you you probably came into wrestling the same time when it was still kind of like kayfabe in like there weren't that many schools there weren't that many people wrestling or trainers or things so like the in probably would have been a little bit more difficult than me just coming to you like hey can i come train your school sort of thing yeah, well, I think the major thing, like you could have gone and trained at a few places. There wasn't many, um, but uh, and they would have taken anybody with with cash in the pockets, kind of same deal. Um, but um, uh, you know, I think the major major difference when I started, because you know, if that's early or late nineties, it's the internet. You know, because you you know you're you're a Google search and a click away from putting down a deposit and buying plane tickets and flying wherever you're going or, or whatever right now, or it's like, Oh, wrestling schools in my area. Boom. You know, where before you couldn't, and a wrestling school wouldn't last because you'd open something up, but nobody would know where it is. You know what? You hung up a couple flyers in an Avondale store, uh, a Becker's and then be done with it back then. And, you know, kind of word of mouth. Whereas, you know, now it's like, Oh, you know, all these geo targeting and things like that. So it's, it's wide open now, you know, you, open a building slapping out on facebook or social media and then you know people that are looking are going to find you do you think that's a detriment to the business or a plus i think there's a little bit of a plus and uh yeah you know what i'm going to say a plus because you know uh, like if i look back when i was a kid trying to get in i ended up going to a terrible school 
you know, I was trained by the Gator and just got beat up and, you know, and, but, uh, you know, had I, you know, I don't want to say, I guess, yeah, if I was smarter and I like dug in and looked like, how am I going to find these places? Newspapers, you know, like, um, my dream was to go and train with the hearts, but then, uh, actually I met Lance Storm at ECW and I would, me and my buddy were saying how we were going to go and train with the hearts uh, when we graduated high school. And he's like, don't do that. It's not nearly what it was, you know, and he was right, you know, so that I'm like, Oh damn, what am I supposed to do? Um, and then actually Don Callis was there and, um, and Lance Storm was like, Hey, this kid's thinking about training. Cause he had a school, I think in Winnipeg at the time. And, and I don't know, he's just really a real prick. And he gave me, and he's like, just give him his card. You know, Lance was saying, and then uh, he's like, oh, fine, whatever, here, kid. And then I'm like, fuck that guy. So I threw it out. In hindsight, I should have swallowed my pride, kept the card, and then went out there and trained with him because, you know, things could be different. Theoretically, you know, I wouldn't have got beat up and abused my first uh, my first uh, training in wrestling. So, Yeah, no, it's so like I had the pleasure of being uh, uh, one of your students at Neo. <clears throat> And like you would always go off on these old stories about Gator, and like it was <laughs> it, like it, they never really stuck in because I was like, "There's no way." And then you shared a story about him uh, on uh, Hacker's podcast, wrestling with myself, and I was like, "All the memories flooded back of you telling us these stories." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like yeah. you must have some serious PTSD from that experience. Well, you got to think like you know, I'm I'm 17, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, a, a six foot five, you know, 35 year old man or however it was at the time, you know, 30 years old man just beating us up and, you know, calling us names. And we're just like, I'm like, oh, I guess this is it. You know, there's a wrestling ring. I guess we just have to be tough. Right. Which is crazy. <sighs> you know, and, and, you know, to a degree, you know, there's like a washing out process. You got to make sure, you know, guys are, you know, I don't want to say tough, but, you know, it, it was just way beyond and it's not that he was testing anybody or anything like that he was just a complete crazy psychopath <laughs> like you know i mean it is what it is he was a crazy psycho so um you know we were there training with a, someone who was completely mentally insane um you know so there you go <laughs> like it but like your training method was so different right and like you were you were insane, but you were insane in a way that you would just like, if you want to prove a point, you would wrestle yourself, essentially. Like, I remember vividly, like, you just working a match with an invisible opponent and selling and bumping. <laughs> it was one of the most fascinating, fantastic things I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know, um, I think that is all the experience uh, that had come over the, the years. Um, you know, so going through something like those years and then actually, you know, because then, you know, I was trained by Danger Boy and, you know, he was, he came from Whipper Watson school, which was supposed to be completely psychotic and crazy. And so, you know, his training wasn't, uh, it's nowhere near like as crazy as Gators was, but it wasn't easy and it wasn't um, very rational or sane, you know. Uh, so, you know, we took uh, beatings in a different way. We would bump like crazy crazy for extended long periods of time and you just learn less it's you know it's not good especially in a boxing ring so you know and and you know i had the benefit of guys like uh, you know showtime eric young coming down and uh you know and, and training and um you know sean spears worked with us um for quite a bit and you know so i think a big benefit uh, for me learning is when spears came back from wwe the first time being cut he, you know he came back to our class and our school and and you know taught a lot and you know and so it's just that was just a years of experience but you you learn and watching a lot of film and studying so yeah so like do you obviously you're when you first started training it was very beneficial because you're getting into the business and everything but like over all those years you learn different tricks different tips was there a point in your career where you kind of like you it everything kind of came together because it does like there is that moment in time when most wrestlers who are doing it as long as you have where it, like everything kind of clicks and you have that aha moment in the ring ah uh, you know early on i i was like i said i was lucky you know we had uh you know cody trained with us so he, you know we we're working shows with him quite a bit showtime um you know a lot of guys that were really good uh you know tornado tyson dukes 
uh, so you got to work all those guys pretty early on. I want to say for me, uh, that's when things started clicking for me is when I, I went, um, uh, when early on, I, I had a lot of, I was getting a lot of heat from a lot of the older guys because they'd say I do too much, which is true. You know, when I first started, uh, I was very, you know, Japan influenced. So I was doing a lot of that stuff. And uh, this guy, Jace Fury and I, we kind of palled around and we do a lot of that stuff. And everyone's like, you guys are doing too much, you're killing the business, blah, blah. So, so I said, all right, fine. Fuck you guys. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to sell. And, you know, so uh, I just, I, I think I, I stole a lot of stuff from Devon Dudley. Um, and, you know, just, I watched the guys that can really sell. And then for like the next six months i literally like would do a body slam and i would punch and kick and then i would just sell like someone give me a slam and i would just sell the shit out of it and so a light bulb went off there because it's like oh i didn't really necessarily have to do all that crazy shit uh, and still have the same reaction but you know i was an idiot and then i should have stayed with that but instead i started doing moves again like a fool but also uh, I was wrestling out east in 2002, I want to say. And I, I took in a superplex from Fleshman. And I hit my tailbone really hard. Uh, and I couldn't walk for about uh, 10 seconds. I couldn't feel anything in the lower half of my body. I couldn't move my legs. So that was very scary. Uh, and I had to, and we were wrestling seven days a week. So I had to take, uh, you know, two days off. But of course, that I couldn't get paid. Right. And that was my only source of income. So I, I realized, oh shit, like I got to do something. So I would put the boots on, put the sights on, everything, go out and wrestle. But wrestling away, like you don't learn how to work until your work hurt. Uh, that's, a, that's an old adage. And I believe that because that's when I really learned how to work and how to wrestle. So is so like, and speaking of that, like, do you, do you feel like there's a proper way? Because like right now I'm training with Tyson Dukes. And we're, we're taking it back. We're doing more grappling, old school, black tights, like not no high spots whatsoever. It's all like mat based stuff. Yeah. But with your style, it's like you, you could fly a little bit, but you're a bigger guy. So like, I feel like you did that just kind of like pop the crowd and like be a little bit different and everything. And you always had such personality, like in between whether you're getting heat or giving heat, you would just exude this like, larger in life personality lucky here king of bling tiberius king sort of thing so like is there is there a middle ground that's perfect or what, what what's your take on it for sure well you know and if you watched uh you know how i wrestle it's like you you know you want to wrestle and make sure your style confused to whoever you're working so i i know i'm sure you remember tyson and i had a few matches in neo and you know we'd start it nice and and do you know your tech your chain shit and, and, and you'll know, go in and out and and you know and really work that way but but also fuse in some of my stuff so you definitely need to have a, a base of of that mat work and stuff like that because if you are hurt you know you could still entertain a crowd by doing something like that you know just working someone's arm like you know you th uh, the wrestling ring is like uh you know i say it's a canvas and you can paint your picture on it but also to me i feel like it's in a vast ocean you know, it's like a vast sea and there's just all this, you can go one way and go another way. And it's almost like an infinite, endless ocean of possibility. And you don't have to get stuck uh, in a, a formulaic way, uh, you know, like guys throw each other over the top rope to the outside and then do a dive every fucking time or go outside. What do you need to go outside for? Here's an idea, you know, creativity is the most creative when you put restrictions on yourself. So, you know, even, even guys, you know, uh, when I used to work for uh, Border City Wrestling back in the day, Scott Demore would be like, you know, X amount of matches are not allowed. You're not allowed to go outside. You're just not allowed. And, you know, so then you're like, oh, damn, that's bullshit. But no, then you become more creative inside the ring, which is the most important part. How many fucking boxing matches do they go outside? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, not fuck. Unless you know, it's a Conor McGregor versus Khabib fight, not many. <laughs> Yeah, not many. So, like, you know, I, I think um, I kind of I feel like I got myself off topic. And I don't really know what I'm talking about. But we're, we're that, talking that, about ring style, and like, you know, you know, personality mixed with ring style and like, you know, how it's so vast, like it's an ocean, like you said, yeah. it's not just a, it's a canvas. You know? 
Yeah, well, you know, personality, I'd watch, you know, like Mr. Perfect and, and Ric Flair to get that kind of, you know, watch those matches. Those guys have plenty of personality, but also, you know, they can get it done in the ring. So that's kind of what, where I wanted to go. You know, I probably lean more on the personality side uh, than they would. I'm not comparing myself to them by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, that's just kind of... Uh, well, I, I think that's a fair comparison because, like, you would be able to draw, like, the fans into your emotion in the ring. Like, it's very obvious. You can ask anyone uh that you've worked for anyone that you trained with like you have this infectious personality that you know the crowd is with you good or bad sort of thing yeah i appreciate it but uh they made more money than me so (laughs) yeah well i mean i think like what i think like you know opportunities to be damned like i mean like you you've mentioned in the past that like you know if i had done this i've done this was like you know it is what it is i mean like you're you are now with a beautiful wife and two awesome children so i don't think you have any regrets plus you still get to have fun and wrestle i mean oh that's for pretty sure, sweet yeah. <laughs> oh no and i don't regret it And when i do say you know had i have done this and had i done that to you guys especially that is more of a uh, not a regret on my end but a a hey i was in your position i did this had i have made this decision maybe this could have gone this way so it's more of a, an educational point for you guys where it's like don't make this same i made mistakes don't make my same mistakes you know what i mean mm. it's kind of like lay, trying to lay the groundwork for for younger guys be like hey you know i did this and i could have done this and you know and so let's talk about like the younger guys so i got the i got to train with you when we had the neo wrestling school in niagara falls when we were at billy Irwin's gym and yeah. uh we saw like um people come people go um I mean, not that you probably don't regret it, but I feel like there's probably a little bit of resentment towards it, how the school ended maybe and like how that worked out. Cause like you really did love training us. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it was maybe too much of a burden. Am I right oh. on that? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, cause I think we were what, going three days a week. Three, four, thing. if we were lucky on a Saturday. Yeah, right. And you know, that was for a few years and um you know some people were there all the time and and some people weren't and some people took seriously and some people didn't but you know i think more of uh you know a little bit of a disappointment a letdown uh, you know emotionally for me because you know i was with you guys for call it six hours a week you know um and some people just have done done nothing with it and it's like damn you know i dumped a lot of hours of my life into it uh which is frustrating like i think probably you you know you 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 took a break which you know you got to do what you got to do and then left and and uh but you're back at it but um you know i think besides yourself and vince that's it (laughs) in terms of guys that are working like you know and and jarvis bless his heart he was had you know he had a lot of injuries so he couldn't uh continue in wrestling which you know makes sense you know safety you know but um yeah. Now he's ripped his shit and should get back into it. No, he's injuries and he can't, he can't. Uh, yeah, he was, he was still ripped and, and getting hurt. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he's more right, ripped so. than he was before. It's like, I yeah, saw a picture yeah. of him recently. I'm like, Ruben, what the? <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't get hurt. So he can still do his thing. Right. So, mm. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, do you like, what is like your, like, I still feel like that passion is there to train. Like, now that you're, you know, you're having like your big, I don't know, you, you mentioned that you wrestled a little bit beforehand, but this seems to be, you're, you're wrestling next weekend, next Saturday for Resolution in Niagara Falls against Jake O'Reilly. This seems like it's a big deal because it's the first time you get to train in front of your kid or wrestle in front of your kids. It seems like this is the first step in you coming back, not full-time obviously, but like being back in the scene is, is an older, wiser Jesse, like, uh looking forward to maybe being that guy that can give advice to the younger talents oh yeah i will absolutely if you know someone asked me hey um what do you think did you see it blah blah i will give advice for sure but you know with the advice um you know a lot of younger guys will ask your advice and they'll go ask someone else's advice and they'll keep asking it until they get the the person who says no everything was great everything's fantastic don't change a thing you see what i'm saying yeah no so, it's so like, like they're, so, they're looking for positive reinforcement and that's so i yeah. think that's i think that's where you know you might be a little bit more different though in sense that like 
you know, uh, there's a right way for criticism and a wrong way for criticism. And I feel like with your personality, you, you're like, you can be like, Hey, this was sh- this, but like, there's a way of saying it, right? Like mm-hmm. saying that this is bad instead, like just totally deflating someone's ego sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I wouldn't deflate someone's ego by any stretch, you know, and, and was there a time where I would have sure just cause that's how, you know, I learned from, you know, the old, the old school you know we'd have a match and it was like, that fucking sucked you suck that was stupid why'd you right or i just wouldn't do that because you know that's not you know some people don't respond the same so you know I, i'll be more than happy to say hey you know what thought that was good you know uh this looked good this looked good you know i i would change this you know maybe move this around uh and that's only if anyone asks i will never give an, an unsolicited um advice or anything like that on, on anyone's work because uh it's not solicited and they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it. and uh and you know i think from training over the years like i said i'm just there to have fun for the most part um but yeah you know i, I like to watch as many matches as possible just for my own i don't know just because i'm there <laughs> but uh yeah so I, I definitely watch the matches and if anyone's looking for advice sure if not hey 100 percent cool I think one of the coolest stories that uh, I remember you telling us was uh, when you went to go see an ECW show because ECW was your favorite promotion uh, back in the day. And uh, you had an interaction with Spike Dudley <laughs> and he kind of lost his shit on you. And you're like, no, that's, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but like it was that goes to show the intensity of what the business was back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. We made up years later. So it's pretty cool. He didn't really. Yeah. Me. <laughs> it, it's like you have probably so many stories and I mean, like everyone wants would probably want to know more, but like, I hope people, uh, the younger talent in uh, Ontario take advantage of these opportunities, just, not just even to ask advice, but just to hear stories. Cause like you're an excellent storyteller. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Um, and now like you get the chance to finally rest, like you got two young boys who are what, how old are they again? Four and two. Jesus. So they're going to be a deadly tag team, but you don't want them to wrestle. Not. wrestling in 20 years from now what do you think they're going to be doing man the human a... fucking sacrifice is what it's going to be <laughs> it's going to come down to they're going to sacrifice each other with daggers because i got nothing left else to do you know <laughs> you're, you're in a pickle when two young boys close in age and a, a, that dad is a wrestler my friend <laughs> yeah they'll just jump on each other's heads double stomps that's it the whole match and then one guy will kick out that's it uh, so like but like how excited are you for you like to like do do they know what wrestling is or are they like are uh, they not, lines not really like all like i said i'll be perfectly honest we've uh i think we've maybe watched five minutes three minutes of wrestling together uh, we wrestle you know the kids like in power bombs and suplexes and choke slams and stuff like that um you know the odd texas cloverleaf uh, and you know my my and Bob, you know, my kid loves wrestling, but, um, uh, you know, in terms of actually the ropes and everything like that, I don't want to have any clue whatsoever. You know, my youngest, clearly not, um, you know, my oldest may have seen it, uh, when he was at daycare, but yeah. And, you know, I didn't really talk about it. I've been out of it, you know, and you got to factor in the last two years we've been in the house <laughs> with nowhere to go with a, a baby, you know, now he's two. So, and then before that, you know, a knee injury. So I haven't been around it that much. So yeah, it, it's going to be, I think it'll be a surprise for him as long as I can get out there early enough so that uh, the kids don't fall asleep. <laughs> you want first match, get that merch money at there halftime. You go. That's it. Um, but how excited are you to be able to like, kind of like uh, surprise your kids? Like they're going to be in the crowd and they're probably not going to know that you're back there and you're going to come out and they're going to see their dad as his large and light figure. Like that's got to be a cool feeling yeah you know that's that's I'm, I'm kind of excited about it you know um i think part of the unfortunate thing is i do have you know uh, a knee that's nowhere near 100 percent. so you know when i when i run ropes or turn uh i have to be very careful you know i've got a knee brace on but you know um even those two matches i did a few weeks ago you know going into something whipping me in the corner it's like yeah that pivot foot is a lot slower than I typically would would do, you know. So, um, you know, it's not gonna, you know, the unfortunate thing is, it's like, yeah, this is one of those gonna be one of those things where it's like I'm not where I want to be physically, uh, 
but you know um i, I like wrestling for thorn and it'll be fun for my kids to be able to see me and you know the, the audience might think it's a stinker but i'm sure my kids will think it's great so hey, just no spring blurts okay <laughs> uh, nope not, not happening <laughs> But you're, you're but you're wrestling a, a a guy who's well traveled himself, Jake O'Reilly. So I mean, like that's gotta yep. ease your mind when it comes to like what's gonna happen in the ring because like you're both two professionals. I mean, oh yeah, and and you know what, I've I've wrestled Jake, uh, you know, many, 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 many times over the years, and uh, you know we gave him his first match ever it was a neo wrestling match. Um, so that was probably nineteen or nineteen two thousand and four i think he would have come aboard something like that so you know uh and he's one of my favorite guys to wrestle we just have a good great chemistry uh for one another um so yeah oh yeah i'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm not worried about that or anything really catastrophic happening at all yeah you were you were mentioning how like oh when i hit the ropes i'm like oh, do you really need to hit the ropes with jake i mean it, he's uh, a pretty he's a pretty mat-based wrestler i mean you guys could just like just go in the ring like and just grapple the entire time it'd be awesome uh, I'm, I'm baby facing. I'll do uh, I'll do something. Probably do my crossbody kick out. I'll go to the, go to the ropes, do a little sunset there, and maybe a back elbow, and then that'll then you cut me off. <laughs> well, it sounds awesome. I wish I could be there. I I I, I saw you the sucks. poster. Why can't you be there? Uh, my friends and I have already made plans like months ago to go see a football game. So I'll Fuck be in trouble. I know, right? I know. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually very gutted. I was like, maybe I should cancel because, ah, like, I, I, I would love to see your first match back. Honestly, ah, don't worry. There'll be, a, there'll be, a, there'll be other ones. There'll be other no. ones. I'm not. Uh, I've kind of decided, you know, um, just unfortunately, just walking around and doing stuff in life, I can feel my knee buckle out, and it's just like, dang, um, you know, I'll, I'll get it fixed. And I'm, I'm not, you know, there was. Ah, it changes all the time, but this was probably going to be it for me, this match, to be honest. You know, this was, I'm like, okay, fuck it. My kids can watch me wrestle. Uh, it's in my hometown, Niagara Falls. Um, ah, that could just be it, and I'll be done. I'm wrestling Jake's, which is good. But, you know, uh, after being around some of the guys a couple weeks ago, I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to so, It's so addictive, isn't it? It's yeah. so, so addictive. It is, yeah. So I'm not committing to retiring or, or stopping anytime. I definitely need to get my knee taken care of and get that fixed. But it's like, okay, you know, if that's a year, I'll be 41 and a half, 42 by the time it's done. I wrestle till I'm 50 and then call it. So there you go. Like, I mean, like, I mean, not for nothing, but like, is there any thoughts of maybe just like putting some money down, going across the border after November 8th and just like, here's the money, fix it? <laughs> oh, geez. That's a, that's a lot, lot of cake. Actually, oddly enough, the, oh, the crazy thing is, actually, it's good that you brought that up because if I do that, then I can go and get the MRI that I've needed for three fucking years, uh, which I'll probably do because, you know, they schedule it here and it's going to be another year, right? So I'll go there. Yeah. Fucking next day, I think it's 800 bucks US, which isn't, I'm not scoffing at that. It's not fucking cheap, but I was actually going to do that and I was looking and then COVID hit, right? So everything got a little crazy. So, I mean, my mom went through some major back pain and surgery and stuff. And like, it's like, listen, like, thank God we have free healthcare. Love it. So awesome. But like when it's like a non-emergency surgery, oh yeah, people are living in pain for yeah, it's just years. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. They should, they should consider like, I know people don't like the whole idea of like a paid healthcare system, but there should be a tier where you can, if you have the money, pay ahead and get it done. That way it frees up like the, uh, the the tube hole of people wanting to get surgeries like if you can yeah. pay for it pay for it get it done and then next person up but then the crazy thing is also it's like it is i did pay for it <laughs> you know <laughs> if i can pay for it every paycheck that comes in or with every item that i buy or everything right we're yeah. paying for it so like what the fuck's going on let's 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 you know get get somebody else in there to figure out the allocation of resources and how to get this thing moving right anyways i could go I mean, on and on about that I mean, like, so, like, my mom was in the hospital for the past, like, year and what, with a GBS, and then my wife just had emergency mm. surgery on her gallbladder and everything, and, like, that eight hours in the emergency room, and, like, we go, I go back home, and my parents are like, oh, so, does Maka like the free healthcare in, in Canada, because she's from Santiago, and she, and we're like, no, <laughs> in Santiago, she would just be able to, like, hey, doctor, and they would have just done it, instead of, like, waiting for eight hours, sort of thing, it, Crazy. Canada, bless it. 
and it's you wait, wait for eight hours oh yeah maybe there's something wrong with you she's sweating toxins entering her body like what the fuck people aren't wearing masks in, in the emergency room people are passed oh. out there's mental illness or drug addicts all running yeah. around it was just a boy <laughs> the ball. Oh, well. oh my goodness and now like so your kids are gonna get the wrestle you're gonna get the knee surgery you can't keep on doing it um I know you briefly mentioned you. I remember last year or two years ago now, you texted me like, Hey, get in shape, brother. I'm bringing Neil back for one show. And you mentioned this on the Wrestling with Myself podcast with that uh, yeah. hacker Scott Yoshe. T's and P's of him, obviously. Uh, I mentioned him in the last podcast that we did. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I'll go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I was just said, Yeah, yeah, man. That's first to Scotty. And, and sure. uh, of course, we'll put the GoFundMe on his on, on the bio for this because we want to support him, uh, good old Ontario. Uh, wrestler um but is there is neil coming back even just for like a one-off like because i feel like you have a very sour taste in your mouth with the way it ended and you kind of want to give it that high nose please no 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 rounds this time please (laughs) yeah no you know i think the way it um uh i'm I'm not i'm i'm much 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 more at peace with how it ended like way more because the, the first time uh, we had a show and just we didn't go and do it and that was terrible that was 19 or 2000 uh, 2006 2007 or something like that uh where the next time around it's like yeah okay we, we did show that's it i we did it okay you know i'm no no qualms with how, how things ended just the hard part of, of, of it ending is that you know when you're the only person hanging up posters and doing things it's very tough it's 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 very tough and stressful and i was 100% gun ho I could do it for one show um, but then COVID came around right so and now this has changed everything like you know to be perfectly frank I don't want to to add a layer of checking people's ID and COVID vax passes and do people need to wear masks and no and whatever I'm okay <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything like that it's just no no it's that, that's a little too much uh, for me and um, you know it's the time time is just rolling forward rolling forward and then for me okay i want to put on the neo show great uh you know i have to rent a ring okay i have to rent this i like being in control of my stuff you know i i I like to have complete control of the look and everything so what's that mean oh well i need ring skirts and i need this and and I can go on and on. And I know we can say, oh, just rent the stuff. But I don't know if I can do that because mentally that's just not who well, I Well, I mean, we just, we talked about it with the house and stuff like renting Devo, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, and it's great. And, you know, uh, it, it's not like for one show, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm too much of a control freak to, to just put on a show. Here's the ring. Okay. It's not the Neo colors. It's not the Neo look, uh, you know. And then just put it on and call it a Neo show too. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it too. So what am I going to do? Buy all this stuff, you know, spend 15 grand for one show and then sell it all after. That's just a little crazy. And I know it sounds weird, but I'm a weird cat sometimes. No, it, I think there's just like the nostalgia feel uh, for a Neo show. I think a lot of people would want to see it happen. A lot of people would want to like relive those gold glory days, but you know, sometimes that's just not possible. I mean, like, there, and there's other ways to kind of do it. I mean, like you could do like, a neo and cws show but then you're subsiding control to someone else and partnering yeah. sort of thing right yeah i mean you know maybe what year is it now 2021 so um maybe 2022 i might do one more you know the, the 20 20 20th anniversary plus one or something fun title uh you know the, the finale <laughs> uh, the grand finale of neo so so like we'll, we'll wrap it up uh soonish but like with you getting back into it and you know finding that passion or that addiction to come back to pro wrestling do you have any goals with it outside of just having fun with it and like not taking it so seriously oh no 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 not at all to be honest just the wrestle and have have fun with, with the guys put on a good match and after the show go out and talk about it and you know high five and say hey we did great entertain people who paid their hard-earned money to come out and, and go into a little fucking shitty hall and watch uh 
watch some uh, independent wrestling, you know, make sure they got their money's worth and, and had fun. And, and money's worth is different. Uh, I'm going to go out on a, on a rant here. Uh, a lot of people today like to say, let's give the people their fucking money's worth. Um, this guy doesn't give them their money's worth. They didn't do anything. Uh, the money's worth is in the fucking crowd. If they cheer and you do fucking nothing and they're having fun and they loved it, that's giving them their money's worth, right? If they cheer, uh, you know, you go out and you do 15 or a million, you know, mm-hmm. get, you know what I'm talking about, guys go out and do a yeah. million moves and no one's ever sitting on their fucking hands. And uh, you're like, oh yeah, I gave them their money's worth. No, you didn't. <laughs> because that's not the groceries they went to the store to buy. Right? Mm. So play to your audience. And, and you can, as long as, because they're having fun and you know having a great time it's not for an oh right and and half and half dead fucking soulless chance this is us <laughs> this is us like they're not even saying it passionately anymore mm-hmm. you know it's just a fucking like a, a regurgitated reaction okay this is the part where i i as a crowd audience yell this you know, it's like, no, get them out of that. Get them to buy emotionally. Get I think, them emotionally connected. Then they get their money's worth. I think that's the lesson I got from you, most importantly, when I was training with you, is that, like, <clears throat> like you don't have to do anything. If you can if you can talk them into the building, you really don't have to do shit. <laughs> and, and also... <laughs> and it will still all- be a great match. I mean, there are so many yeah. instances of, like, main event guys from WWE impact neutral like who are very like not basic wrestlers but like they know what works and they don't have to like overexert themselves to have a great match and and like if if it's it's get maximizing what you do so the less is more uh you know when they say less is more it's not do nothing it's when you take that punch sell it turn reach in your mouth check your tube oh fuck you know guy comes at you kick him in the stomach punch him but you're not going on him right away then you're still checking your jaw making sure it's in those layers are adding like that 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 time i think we, we've had this discussion when we were training those those tiny little gaps you're filling up all, all those gaps of that movement you're filling it with something so you're actually creating a fuller broader picture uh, then just okay punch elbow 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 hit the ropes duck you know flying kick to the face oh but he rolls outside dive on him throw him you know like you're 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 making it meteor instead of uh an, an, a movie with explosions uh you know you can still have explosions like an action movie but you're you're filling it with with substance you know it's like a michael bay movie uh versus fucking uh heat you know, Heat, in my opinion, is one of the best movies ever made. And there's, sure, there's action. There's two major action sequences in that movie. And they're phenomenal. And, and the best scene build... is that diner scene where it's just like a slow burn. Yeah, and and because you're building, you're ratcheting the intensity until you get to that point. And then it tips, then the action comes instead of just action, 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 action. And there's no ratcheting of it. So the action doesn't mean as much. Um, but anyways, give the people their money's worth. Take your time and and you know make it a meteor thing. Well, you saw Dune the other night, right? Yeah, yeah. Phenom- what do you think? So like, like I loved it, but at the same time, like I haven't read the book, so I I I, I need this. I need this. I need it. I need more. I need the sequel. Yeah. I need the finish. Right. I need. I, I need it. Like like yeah, it was like- so stunning. It was beautiful, and like the character organizations, everything was, everything was excellent. But like. I'm left wanting more, which is, I guess, the point. <laughs> which is ex- exactly because there wasn't an overabundance of action in comparison to, you know, a today's films, right? So yeah, there's a little bit of action to start, and then a long break until you know the major, a little couple dips here and there, and then then you know there's a major battle, and then and it's like that's what I'm talking about. That's building. And, you know, I, I didn't read the Dune book, but I did, uh, you know, when COVID time hit, uh, I watched the movie again, uh, the, the 1984 version. And then I, um, I got on the audiobooks, and then I ripped through six of the audiobooks. books. So, oh, so, you uh, know, the whole, you know, the whole arc. And yeah. Everything, eh? 
yeah yeah and uh yeah yeah so <laughs> like that that movie was it was just phenomenal and I, and I keep thinking about it and how vast the scale and scope was and how detailed things were. And, and, and then with the action, it spikes up. So that's what, that's the true, I think over the years, and I could be wrong of what less is more is it's doing more in those little transition times where you punch someone in the face and you, you look at your hand and you snap your finger back into, into its socket you know, and then you check your, your tooth and, you know, it's you building that tension, right. In between those yeah, moments of action. Right. You yeah. know, uh, like that's, that's for me uh, where a lot of it uh, fun is, you know, and, and that sort of stuff you go back to like, you know, Ricky Steamboat and, and those guys, I think WCW that period of time, I think like 88 or 87 to like 93, and I the, mean, the heavy, the heavyweight division was, I think the best in terms of like a real, solid mix of pro wrestling uh i think that that's my kind of utopia of what pro wrestling is you've, you've got a mix you've got the technical stuff you you know you got great storytelling uh the heavyweights you're doing stuff finishes can come out of nowhere you know a crossbody could be a finish well fuck of course it's a move why not is there a is there like you, i don't know if, you, if how much you watch but is there like a modern day person that you would recommend to for younger talents or anyone who wants to get into wrestling that to watch in terms of like what you think a professional wrestler should be? I'll be honest. I don't watch a lot of, of wrestling on TV. Uh, you know, I was a Orton fan for, a, for a long time. Um, you know, I think he's getting better with age. Um, you know, out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, but you know, I, I might people might say, "Oh, that's bullshit." He's just saying this because he knows the guy. I, you know, I watched Cody wrestle. We we did tapings in a building with nobody there. This is Dina, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he wrestled, and uh, you know, I think after after seeing what I saw, and I've known the guy for twenty plus years. You know, I was there for his first day of wrestling school. Um, I think he's one of the best that I've I've seen out there. To be perfectly honest right now um in terms of doing what i'm telling talking about right now can he do a frankensteiner off the top rope to the floor and dive plunge over the top fuck no but inside those fucking ropes man you know he could tell a story invest you um you know and and you don't want to talk about giving people their money's worth and value for fucking dollar it's right there so uh, if you can find Cody Diener, uh independent stuff because he's more in control of what he's doing versus TV time and stuff like that, find Cody Diener's work on independence. Or if he's around you, buy the ticket and go see him wrestle live. You know, uh, especially um, if he's a baby face, go and watch him wrestle live. Because I was I was very impressed. And I've known him for 20 years and I've seen him every step of the way. And I think now he's he's probably at the top of his game of what he's been and um and so that, got, that's who i'd recommend to go see it's gotta be pretty cool for you like knowing all these very talented wrestlers and seeing them succeed like as a friend and as a co-worker i mean it's gotta be fill your jellies up a bit that like it's pretty cool to see your friends be, have such, such success oh it's it's fantastic you know um you know i just think about all, all the people over the years that i've seen you know uh sean spears comes to mind showtime cody you know, Crazy Steve, you know, Rosemary, you could just go through the list, Beth Phoenix, you know, Angel Williams, uh, you know, it, it's awesome to see, uh, especially in our little can Canadian kind of Ontario uh, family to see these people succeed. And now you've got, you know, uh, Josh Alexander, you know, he's doing his thing. You've got Ethan Page, those guys doing their thing, which is great. It's, it's really, it's really good to see. So and like it's uh I, i'm so happy that you're back actually i had this conversation with tyson uh when we were training the other day i was like man did you see that jesse's coming back and he, he said he was like he's the only one that i don't get mad at for coming back because he's the one that is legit <laughs> <laughs> there you go i so never i never retired so yeah well i mean like i i mentioned how i he's like yeah he's coming back to wrestle for a kid for his kids and you know and tyson knows many people that, like don't wrestle for years, have kids, like, I gotta show my kids, but, like, he was, like, the only person that I would let get away with it, or, like, respect is, is you, so, I mean, I think I you, that. I think you really need to, like, 
take a look in the mirror uh, every once in a while and realize the impact that you've had on professional wrestling in Ontario, especially myself and Ruben and Vince and uh, all those guys uh, there, even though it may not have worked out best, it's, those are memories and times in my life that I will never, ever forget and cherish till the day I do. It also made me very bitter towards what happens on TV wrestling. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah? It's, nah, it's, you know what? I, I get very angry watching a Young Bucks match now. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't be, don't be bitter. You just, uh, you know, um, for me, it's, it's just not my, my cup of tea. And maybe, you know, I've had this thought, maybe I'm just old, set my ways, and I don't understand it. And I can, it's kind of like music. You know, uh, I just, it's not for me, you know, but I will say, yeah, yeah, it, it's just kind of like music, uh, it just doesn't, doesn't resonate. However, a caveat on that, I will say that wrestling being a, what do I want to say, not necessarily a spoof per se, but a take on, on physical combat, i.e. boxing slash real wrestling and things like that, uh, you or mixed martial arts, you know, you don't see boxing change in the way that wrestling has changed, or you don't see MMA not gonna radically change like wrestling has. So you just kind of wonder because it's since it's like it was initially a, a take on wrestling in the style, has it gone too far one way or another? You can be the judge of that. Everybody listening to this can be the judge of that. And uh, as long, if you're having fun and enjoying it, that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's it's getting your $20 worth, your grocery bag of food, and enjoying yourself and having fun and escaping for two or three hours. Yeah, man. All right. And not getting well, hurt. Don't get yourselves hurt. Out <laughs> don't do anything too dangerous that you don't have control over it and you can land on your head well yeah. i remember specifically when we, i was training with you and like i'm a smaller guy and you're like mitch you gotta get ready to fly and i was like in the back of my head i'm like i don't want to do that <laughs> i'm scared of heights and shit. fuck you get up there oh, <laughs> no i'm learning from tyson how to do mat control and grinding away people's limbs and i'm good. looking forward to it good gonna fucking take some big ass steroid guides and cleaners one day hopefully (laughs) (laughs) my man it's been so such a pleasure to catch up with you and i will come to your next show uh full-heartedly but have fun uh next weekend uh i hope your kids enjoy it i hope you enjoy it and i hope you guys enjoy the uh, evening after the match and everything too i I will i'm just gonna jump in uh mitch thanks for having me on and uh you're you're a good you're a good person i think anybody that knows mitch uh knows that you're a great guy you're a great friend of people and anyone who can call you a friend, uh, I, you know, I think they know that you will be there for them any any time. Also, I just like to give a shout out to uh, to say, you know, let's let's get some donations going for uh, for hacker Scotty O'Shea. Uh, I did his podcast a bit ago. It was very surprising to me to see the amount of influence that we had, especially with kind of that's <laughs> kind of like, dude, why didn't you tell me this before when I had you on on the shows? Um, but you know, he's, he's in a way, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, just had a, a tumor removed and, you know, we got to support the guy, the passion that he exudes on his podcasts about wrestling was very surprising to me. And, uh, I wish that I could have the type of passion for wrestling that he has. It's kind of like when you're like, when I was a kid, you know, high school kid, uh, that's, you know, and he's a guy in his, in his thirties and he still has that. And, um, you know, uh, now that things are opening up, it's very unfortunate. He can't do what he loves and what he wants to do. And, uh, you know, with an, a kid on the way. So um, anybody, please, uh, you know, Mitch is going to share the link. Uh, donate. Yeah, it's, a, it's GoFundMe. Uh, it's support. Kurt uh, is the yeah. GoFundMe page. And I'll put the link in the bio and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, we got to, that's the, I think that's probably the great thing about like wrestling in general is that like, you know, once you've done it, or even like I've I've only had a cup of coffee in Ontario wrestling, but like I know people and like it's always like friendly, it's always courteous, it's always like a brotherhood, it's yeah. a family essentially, and it's just awesome to you know be able to help uh, a brother out when you can. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mitchison, I'll let you get out of here. All right, cheers, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll have to have you back on. Uh, at, well, I, I want to do like a, a double, a two, a two personal episode with you and Tyson, just breaking down wrestling and sharing stories because i feel yeah, like for sure. it would be a good banter back and forth absolutely absolutely all right man take care enjoy the weekend uh have fun with your family all right brother take it easy cheers cheers
I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Uh, we, we did this very early in the morning. Uh, the reason why I'm wearing a hat is because, uh, yes, I haven't, haven't showered yet because it's too stupid early in the morning on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, that was a great conversation. Uh, if you guys haven't bought tickets yet or are wrestling fans and want to go check out, the show is on October 30th, uh, Resolution, uh, CWF Canada. Um, next weekend, October 30th um, in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Other than that, um, if you get a chance to uh, see him on a show, uh, go your way, do it. You'll be entertained. Like he said in the podcast, if you're going to go your way to see a show or want to see a wrestling show with someone, some real talent on it, uh, Cody Diener is another guy who uh, just wrestled on the bound, at the Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory pay-per-view uh, and is another great talent and great wrestler as well. There's a, there's a shit ton of uh, great uh, wrestling uh, talent in Ontario and not just Ontario but Canada in general so uh, if you guys are looking for a night out of live entertainment um, that isn't a theater, that isn't a movie that isn't your normal uh, idea, I highly encourage a wrestling show because it is once you see it live you'll kind of get why people will like it so much and it is uh, it is a real real fun show um, regardless if you're a wrestling fan or not so uh, do yourselves a favor, entertain yourselves uh, by going in and check out a wrestling show in Ontario or anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Um, and then next week, we will have some more guests for you guys. So until then, have a great weekend, guys. Cheers.